0: I want to tell you something today because I learned something this week just in case anybody wondered I actually learned something this week that though it was just the 10th day of April if you sit out in the sun for about three hours and you have a large nose it'll burn it okay Just in case you hadn't learned that yet, I want you to be aware of that. What a great time, what a great day, it's a beautiful day and I hope it's one that you get to enjoy in a great way. It is the first day of the week and today we're going to talk about the first day of the week. I mean, what better subject could we have today than the first day of the week, but got a little different slant on this, not just talking about what we do on the first day of the week, but about the importance, the value, something special about the first day of the week. In order to do that, I'm going to turn your attention to the 24th chapter of Luke, to a particular first day of the week. Luke 24, looking at the first eight verses that Luke records for us there, it says, now, there it is, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they... And certain other women, he had already mentioned to some degree who was there, certain other women with him came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, then... As they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his word. Now, to get the whole context, we could have read more of the passage than that, and we see these women and things that are going on in that, and we'll allude to some of that in just a moment. But what I I want you to think about today, because I, I look at these women, I look what happened on this day, and I think about how we perceive our lives, how we even perceive the first day of the week, and I'm reminded, as I look at them, I'm reminded, and I hope you are too, that life and its expectations can change. In a moment with a word with a small event with a great event things can change in a moment think about it there was a Sunday coincidentally a Sunday a first day of the week in 1941 December the 7th to be exact in which Pearl Harbor was somewhat surprisingly attacked and the United States as well as other countries were flung full-fledged into World War II There were already, you know, things going on, Europe and so forth, but we were finally into a full-fledged worldwide war, Sunday morning, December the 7th, and it was just a moment, just a moment on April the 19th, 1995, you remember that one, when a bomb went off in downtown Oklahoma City, outside the Federal Building. And that truck bomb shattered the peaceful security of our home and realizing we are not living in just a place where you could be anywhere, anytime and feel safe and secure all the time. It shattered our peaceful security. And it took only a moment, only a moment, on May the 3rd, 1999, for that devastating tornado to make its way through. When I say a moment, a short period in time. For that devastating tornado, there have been others, and I know since then, but that devastating tornado on May the 3rd, 1999, came roaring through this area of town and changed the lot of this congregation in that moment. Think about that. Just a moment and things change. And it was but a moment in time. On September the 11th, 2001, when those planes crashed into buildings and into a field in which we realized how vulnerable we were in this country to be attacked by a a terrorizing enemy. Our lives were changed. The way we operate, the way we travel, the way we secure ourselves changed. And then let me give you one more. On March the 11th, of 2020. A troubling virus that we had heard about in other places made its way right here into our own community. Suddenly we were aware that things were coming home to us and since that time our lives, the way we live, the way we operate, the way we travel, the way we work, even the way we worship has had to be altered to some degree or another because of something that happened. It changed the, wor- the events of the world. It changed so much around us. And the day before these things, the day before these things, there were plans and thoughts and ideas, perspectives in people's mind. Before these events, no one thought, so severely about them, much you might say. Well, certainly, I know, I know. But generally speaking, we were going about our lives in an ordinary way, thinking about this day and the next day and the next day and what we were going to be doing in the next month and throughout the next season and so forth. And maybe we had plans of what we were going to do—business-wise, vacation-wise, work-wise, whatever it might have been. The day before each of the event, these events, life seemed to be on course. And maybe what came was devastating to what was good or changed what might have been bad, I don't know. But we, we mostly tend to look at the future with a very narrow or limited view. And we tended to close our eyes or have them at least limited or blinded to the things that could have been coming our way. A moment. The unexpected. When I first titled this lesson, I titled it The Unexpected First Day. And maybe that's a more appropriate title. And though the things I've listed here and the things I've mentioned, and we could make a, a much broader list of that, and we could speak very personally about our individual lives and those moments that have made a, a dramatic change in our individual lives, and you know some of those in your own life. And while most of the things I have mentioned have come with a really negative connection, Maybe even death and loss. Sudden change is not necessarily seen as a bad thing. When a couple gathers for supper and the wife looks across the table and says, Honey, we're going to have a baby. Life suddenly changes. But for the better. Sometimes life throws some real positive curves our way. We don't always immediately recognize them, but sometimes life throws some positive curves our way. And maybe we become a little bit like Jed Clampett out hunting and striking oil. That's kind of a hard thing to imagine. But in that fictitious, that fictitious idea, we see this hillbilly clan takes the opportunity and life changes for them dramatically. And when we take hold of that change, our lives can change GREATLY and find great opportunity. And so back to the women. As the women went to the tomb that day, as Luke records this account, and all the gospel writers record some of the events that take place from one perspective or another, they find that tomb empty. And the empty tomb where Jesus was placed after his death definitely, from that day forward, definitely changed the way we look at the first day of the week. For it was an unexpected day to most. Not to God. Jesus knew it was coming. But you think about what was going on, and these women had a plan in mind. As they were on their way to the tomb of Jesus, they are, have the spices. Because out of the graciousness of Joseph of Arimathea there was a tomb out of the graciousness of Nicodemus and perhaps others there was a greater there were spices that they could use in their traditional way and these women needed to finish what they had begun the day before late in the day Jesus had died and there had not been time to fully do the things that they needed to do in the preparation of the body. But perhaps they were able to just take time to wrap the body of Jesus and place it within Joseph's tomb. And then the tomb to be closed at least temporarily. For the Sabbath was coming on them and they had to cease what they were doing and go back to their homes. And with the Sabbath they had to wait and quietly wait until the Sabbath was passed. And of course through the night after the Sabbath. And you can imagine in your minds, as I do in mine, these women taking the spices that have been prepared and brought to them and taking them and preparing them in their ordinary and traditional and ceremonial fashion and preparing them and getting them ready. Maybe there had been no sleep on their part. Maybe it had been very limited, but they were busy about those preparations. And finally, as the dawn is coming on that first day of the week, about 6 o'clock in the morning, in the early dawn, We see these women saying, okay, it's time, the light is coming, we can get there now, we can do so safely, these women can be out and about. And so they begin to make their way to the tomb, and as the gospel writers begin to account, they're talking along the way, and as they're talking along the way, at least one of them begins to ask, what are we going to do about the stone? But they seem to be a little bit uncertain about what's going to happen with that stone, for they don't know. They may have thought that the guards that were there would help them move the stone out of the way. I don't know what they exactly thought. But they went ahead and made their processing way as they they headed towards that tomb. And as they arrived at the tomb, as the the scripture records for us, they find not that that stone needed to be moved because it was already moved. And looking inside the tomb, there on the shelf where the body would have been laid, Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't there. As Mark had recounted, they discussed about the stone, but they didn't need to move it. In fact, they didn't need to prepare the body because the body was no longer there. But haven't you thought that that moved stone? When they saw that stone and wondered what was happening as they came close to the tomb and saw the stone was out of the way, don't you know they're wondering, what has happened here? And I think about the literary statement that's been used so many times over the years, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. They had made their plans, they had prepared, they'd gotten everything together, but they didn't know what was happening. But you know, we're accustomed to that in history. We're accustomed to things like that happening around about us. Who would have thought that Harry Truman would ever be president of the United States? Even Harry didn't think he would ever be president of the United States, and yet he was. But there have been many others. I think about Daniel and Belshazzar. And Belshazzar, oh, that arrogant man. Filling himself up and thinking him greater than the God of Israel and using the emblems, the things that have been so much a part of the worship of the Israelites and bringing them and making fun of them and belittling other gods and thinking they were power and drinking to the gods of of gold and silver. Until the writing came on the wall. And in that moment, his life changed. Was it mini, mini, tickle, eupharshan? Which Daniel comes in and tells him, means you've been weighed and balanced and you've been found lacking and you're gonna lose your throne and it says in that very night, that very night. His life changed. Belshazzar thought he had power and Daniel 5, and where Daniel tells him there in verse 30 and 31, it immediately comes to, to pass. And so as we look back to Jesus and the tomb and the women there, the people around Jesus had thought things would be different that day, but they had thought they would be different perhaps in a bad way. Jesus was already dead. He was already in the tomb. And though these women, especially Mary Magdalene, were affected so dramatically, others had thought about it. Some had thought maybe the disciples will come and they'll move the stone and they will steal the body away and claim that Jesus had risen. They had heard his words and some of them it had actually sunk into them while it hadn't really sunk into his closest disciples. Some who had heard him had thought he's, he's predicting that he'll rise from the dead. But they thought they had fully disposed of him the sealed tomb and the guards round about. Even the Romans thought the problem had been resolved. Get these crowds out of our way, these, these people that caused us so much problem. That had been resolved with the death of Jesus. Even the 11 re- remaining apostles were trying to determine what to do next as they, they cloistered, as they huddled, as they protected themselves from the outside world that they feared might do the same to them that had been done to Jesus. And all oh, those faithful women, as we've already said, Those faithful women were simply taking care of the present needs, believing Jesus to be dead in that tomb. But you know, a little later, James holds a reminder for us, doesn't he? James holds a reminder for us that we read and we ought to take to heart. For when we start making our best laid plans, we ought to remember, as he said, And to say to ourselves, if the Lord wills, we shall do this or that. Chapter 4 and verse 15. If the Lord wills, we will do this or do that. It was to them. And maybe it ought to rest in our minds that way. It was an unexpected day. Because there was a very poor perception. We've already said Jesus had forewarned them of his death. He had told that his death was coming. He had begun early in his ministry to tell them of that impending or that coming time of death. But he had also told them of his resurrection. And there was Mary Magdalene, as I mentioned, outside the tomb. It seems when the other women had gone away, Mary stayed right there, there, weeping at this tomb in wonder of what was happening. And when she heard a voice, she thought it was the gardener. She thought it was the caretaker of the area, and she wondered where the body had been taken. If you'll just tell me where you've laid him. 20 and verse 15 of John, chapter 20. And others didn't believe, and others questioned, and his closest disciples had to see for themselves. And we've noted so much of Thomas in John 20 when he said, I won't believe to the others. He said, I won't believe until I can see, until I can touch what the others had already had a chance to do. There was a poor perception. Remember Jesus' words to him when he presents himself to all of them. And Thomas is there. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God. He's overwhelmed with this thought. It was totally unexpected. He had a poor perception of what was coming. And Jesus there in verses 24 and 25 in that great account says, you believe because you've seen Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Friends, there was never a day like this. There was never a day like this before. There was never a first day of the week like this. The closest thing would have been the first day of creation. But there's never been a day like this. There's never been a day of such magnitude. There's never been a day that perceptions have been so far off. And God gave them something to think about. But there will be a day like it. There will be another day like it. But I want you to think for a moment with me about first days. Because I believe first days are for the unexpected. You see, we, I think we tend to face most days as scheduled or planned. We've got ideas of what we're going to do that day. Whether it's to work or to school or, or, or to pleasure. We're going on a trip or we're just going to have breakfast all day long that day. Wouldn't that be nice? Especially if somebody would bring it to us in bed. No, we make our plans. We make our expectations. We have our ideas of what we'll do, work or play or whatever it might be. And don't we, and don't we, speaking to you and about me, Don't we face Sundays, the first day of the week, don't we face Sundays with the idea of exactly what we are going to do and how we are going to fill the time? Don't we walk into a place like this with expectations of exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to fill the time here and what we we believe is important out of what we're going to see and do and hear in a place like this? And we get pretty upset when things aren't exactly as we think they ought to be. Now, don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand what I'm getting at you saying, well, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we have expectations? I think expectations are great, and there are things that should be exactly as they are to the best of our ability. But I want you to think about something else within this scope. Did you ever wonder? Did you ever? Did it ever cross your mind, and you wonder why the resurrection was on the first day of the week? Did you ever wonder why it was on our Sunday? As best we work our calendars, you know. Did you ever wonder that? Well, say, well, because he died on Friday, so you're going to be raised on the first day of the week. But what if they had waited till after the Passover? What if he'd been crucified on the first day of the week instead and we'd be here on a Tuesday? What if he'd been crucified on a Wednesday earlier in the week? You say, well, that's ridiculous for us. It didn't happen. I'm just saying, did you ever wonder why? Did you ever wonder why? You say, well, that's the way it worked out. That's the Romans, that's Judas and all of this going on, the high priest and everything that's going on, the time in Jerusalem. No, did you ever wonder why? I've got to think that there is. A providential thought in this. I've got to believe there is a providential fulfillment in this. And while it is not so defined exactly in the way we look at it, but it brings us to the idea, a first day, a first day, a new beginning, a new opportunity, a challenge, the unexpected set before us. How do we tend to see the first day of the week? Maybe we see it a lot like the women who were going to the grave to fulfill their duty that day, to take care of what they believed was the the right and the opportune thing to do. Perhaps we look at the first day of the week and measure it by making sure it is done decently and in order, a good thing. But have we limited our view? Have we limited our perception? And you're wondering, where in the world are you going? What are you talking about? Let me see if I can give you just an inkling before I finish here. Because I want you to think about the first day and what we can do with hope. What can we hope? We can hope to see with fresh eyes, much like the... Saul of Tarsus who becomes Paul the Apostle who had looked at things a certain way and within a flash his life changes. Three days later he's out preaching the gospel instead of persecuting the Christians. To see with fresh eyes this Lord and who and what he is and what he has done. To see with fresh eyes the emptiness of the tomb and the power that is displayed in that. We can hope to have that fresh realization of the great love of God to stop and not take for granted this is what God does, this is what he's done, but, but to be amazed that he would do it for you and for me, that we would be touched by this, that a verse like John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son would have a renewed and a vital meaning more than just a placard that's held up at a football game or a popular memory verse that we would look and understand the demonstration and the beauty and the magnitude of what God did in giving his son he demonstrates his love for us we can hope to participate in a blessed fellowship Peter talked about what we have and what God has given us John does too in the fellowship that we have in him and with one another to realize how blessed and how fortunate we are and not take for granted even what we have as we walk in the doors of this place with people who share that precious, that like precious faith with us that we can be family that are tied together and never lose sight of how valuable every single person around us is. We can hope We can hope to be touched anew by the blood of Christ. It's not just a cup we drink, but it is the willing blood that he shed. We're not just here to fulfill something and drink of a little cup and remember that there was some blood shed for us along the way. Many of you know how sentimental I am and and all and to be touched by the blood of Christ I always think about the the ending of the movie of Saving Private Ryan I can't watch the whole thing again but the ending of the movie as Ryan stands at that grave and knows what lives were given for him can we come here And see anew. In our hearts and our minds, the blood that was shed and the blood of Jesus Christ, John says, cleanses us from all sin. And on the first day of the week, we can hope. We can hope to be revitalized in a spirit with the very nature of the Lord that that recognizes how fortunate we are to even be called His children, as John says in 1 John 3, to be able to be His children, to be imbued with the, the very nature of who He is. Yes, we can hope. I think the first day of the week, no, I know the first day of the week. Is a day for the unexpected for you and for me not just some women at a grave you see it's not just about singing a new song or hearing a new word it is about finding a new value to life a new investment of heart into that life mary magdalene thought it was all over Soon learned, there was newness to the life on that first day. And that was truly the first day of the week. What lies ahead for our first day? Perhaps the popular song of a few years ago captures it in just a few words. When the writer, the singer, sing, what about this day I can only imagine? We're going to sing a song of encouragement, invitation. Let it be a song of reminder as well that we might know that the Savior gave his life for us, that God's love is there, that our opportunity to be before, before him is one of the greatest blessings that we could even imagine and beyond our imagination. Perhaps there's someone who needs to respond. We want to encourage that as well this morning. And if you need to come today, let the opportunity that is set before you be yours. Don't hesitate at it, but let it be yours. If there is a need you have, we'll gladly share it with you, pray with you, exhort you. And uh, whatever the need might be this morning, if you need to come, let this song be an encouragement to us all as we stand and sing together. Oh, to be like thee, blessed